We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome everyone to the week 17 edition of the RotoWire NFL podcast, of course, brought to you by our friends at Circus Sports. It's a quick one, obviously, from a WaveWire perspective. Very few might be listening, very few might be needing to tune in. And hey, I think hey, hey, for hey now here. Whoa, uh, wait, 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 wait. Everybody wait. that's been listening to us all season long is hopefully <laughs> finding themselves in the championship game, right? So hopefully we have a lot of listeners, and there's a decent amount of live streamers. I know a lot, I know today's Boxing Day. Uh, a lot of people have today off work. So, uh, you know, hey, I went through and we made uh, we made we made the best of uh, kind of tight waiver wire, but there's still some good options to take a look at. Uh, th- that's certainly a comment coming from somebody who's made a few championships, Jake. I am uh, annoyed that I got bounced from one of them from Shanky. Yeah. I almost got a Christmas Day miracle. I was down by three points. Uh, yep. I was ahead by three points, mm-hmm. and I was going against Brock Purdy in the Superflex. League. We can uh, get into our bad beats at the end because I have a legendary <laughs> one. So, oh, that's that's fantastic. So we'll get to those waiver wire guys here and. Uh, I think from a streaming defense and quarterback perspective, there are some interesting names to at least mention. I'm uh, doing the podcast from home, so I apologize if the audio isn't quite up to our normal par, but Jake is at least in studio. You can see that handsome face and beard uh, in proper lighting, so to speak. So let's hit the music here. Again, welcome everyone to the Tuesday edition, the Week 17, the championship edition of the Rotowire NFL podcast brought to you by Circus Sports. I'm Joe Barlow. You can follow me on Twitter at JB Fantasy Sports. You can follow Jake at Roto Jake. Obviously, we're live streaming right now, getting tons of viewers, which is great. Uh, happy Boxing Day. Happy holidays for everyone the past two days as well. I am coming off of a four and a half hour drive over the past 48 hours. So, <laughs> Uh, no residual effects whatsoever. My voice sounds great. Uh, the, the hungover part mentally is there, not from alcohol, all the driving, maybe a little alcohol, uh, but that's all right too. So Jake, <laughs> top five list, you talked about uh, at least one guy and he's our cover yeah. boy, obviously. Yeah, that, it's, that it's should a clear, be a great boy pickup yeah. for everyone. Clear and obvious pickup, number one. Spend all your fab if you have it. Actually, spend all your fab either way to make sure nobody else can get this opponent. I'm talking Clyde Edwards Larry. He's only 36% rostered in uh, in Yahoo formats. I'm guessing that's been bumped by first come, first serve uh, formats here. But he is the lead man here. Now, granted, uh, his role shrink, uh, it, it decreased a little bit last week, right? So you wouldn't necessarily know that on paper. He carried the ball four times for six yards, caught three passes for 42 yards. You know, doesn't jump off the page here. But we have Isaiah Pacheco uh, suffering a concussion. 
Um, and remember that game was yesterday, which is Monday, you know, for all of you whose days of the week are way messed up like mine are in the head. Um, so, but yeah, Pacheco suffered a concussion, um, just being banged up generally. I don't know if we'll see him back. I definitely don't think you can count on it. And Jarek McKinnon, who has always uh, been a fantasy playoff hero, uh, in, in past years, he is now on injured reserve with a groin injury. So guess what? Clyde Edwards, Alaire is the last man standing. Um, you know, he is somebody that, uh, has uh, I mean, has some pedigree. He's done it before. He's been he's disappointed largely fantasy wise. So you know maybe the skill side isn't necessarily there. The Chiefs' offense is definitely slipping a little bit. We cannot uh, deny that. Uh, my brother, my brother out of, the, out of nowhere at the holidays goes. So Kermit's not going to win the MVP this year, huh? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right on that. And neither is Brock Purdy after last night. But anyway, not to get too sidetracked. The opportunity is all here. Um, and the other big note I have for Edwards Alaire. Is they're going against the Bengals, who are a, a low-end, mediocre run defense already, and DJ Reader uh, going down for the season. True. Last yeah. week's game was their best interior defensive lineman, was their best run stopper. So if anyone had reasons, you know, like me, um, to watch the Steelers and Bengals on Saturday, um, you saw that both Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, who have had big-time shares of struggles. Now, granted, they had a little bit better quarterback play out of Mason Rudolph this week, but that whole quarterback play was facilitated by the run game, them being able to run all over Cincinnati. Um, I think uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be able to do the same. I don't think we see Pacheco, and the backup is LaMichael Pirine, if he, uh, anyone remembers Denaric him. Eric Prince um, was, was like a preseason standout and somebody that Mario and John had liked quite a bit. You know, I always say we're disciples on this show of Mario and John, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Denaric Prince gets a practice squad mm-hmm. call-up. Fair enough. I, I don't know. I guess I at, at this point of the year, the practice squad gets so wonky. Like, teams will legitimately sign players from other practice squads, so it might be possible that Prince is mm-hmm. somewhere else, but I believe Denaric Prince is yeah. the guy. And, and frankly... Not that I don't believe Edward Solaire would get a full workload. I, I believe he would in this instance. And I, I, I agree. I don't think Pacheco exactly. ends up playing. And, and, and P. Ryan's been, and he's only played in three games this year, and he has seen uh, like triple the amount of special team snaps as he has offensive snaps P. Ryan has. So he's not really much of a factor, in, you know, unless he absolutely has to be. I'm, I'm just making sure that Daenerys, he has not been signed by anywhere else. He has bounced between the active roster and on the practice squad. Different times. I would, I would imagine – if you are in deeper leagues, Daenerys Prince is going to get enough of a workload this week where you can use him. When I say deeper leagues, I'm thinking like the 16 team league that you're in, uh, where you have 20 mm-hmm. roster spots. I will tell you, you I will tell you right now that I don't, I'm not going to touch him in the 16 team league. One of the big things I tried to do with the show with the cutoff point for the running backs and the wide receivers, I tried to keep it to guys that you could feasibly start in the fantasy championship game here. And chances are, you know, if you if you lost Pacheco, I mean Pacheco had a solid enough year that he was carried a lot of teams, and you oh, could absolutely. very well be in this spot. Um, and uh, but I think think that you're looking to your other bench options first and but but i do appreciate you bringing up a guy like that just not yeah to, so Ed, we, we gotta Edward keep Solaire, rolling with the top five though for sure edward solaire is the top guy and i think uh like you mentioned blow your budget no matter what yes and if you don't even All need him you still spend it like this is the reason you have money mm-hmm. at the end is to block other people from getting a viable and clear obvious starter you yep. also have justice hills number two i have hill as well i had mentioned last week after the injury uh to keaton mitchell that I thought Hill was going to have some value. He kind of pushed back on that. Well, I'm going to take mm-hmm. the victory lap for yep. this yeah, one week. Because Hill mm-hmm. clearly seems to be the guy between the 20s and then Edward Solaire, as usual, is the goal line option. Gus, 
Gus Edwards, not Edward Zolaire. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Edward Zolaire for I'm, the I'm blaming it on the holidays. Exactly. I never yes. make mistakes yes. otherwise. Blame it on the eggnog. We can handle that this week. <laughs> um, actually, I've never been an eggnog guy. That's not my thing. But anyway, yeah, no, Justice Hill, I had number two as well. He's only 20% rostered in Yahoo formats. And like you said, you said this exactly. Between the 20s, he's the guy. When they get down in the red zone, they're running uh, you know, very good plays for, for Gus Edwards that look to work against a very stout San Francisco defense. But Hill is definitely the guy getting the passes, and he's getting a bunch of the work in between the 20s. And, uh, you know, I, I got to give credit to because uh, Lamar is always a threat to uh, pull the ball and run. But because he's such a threat, the running back, whoever it is there, is valuable. And I had picked up Hill in a couple leagues. I had to start him in stake league. I wasn't necessarily disappointed with what I got out of him. So between the 20s, he's the guy. Definitely someone that you could start or flex in the championship game if you have to. And at only 20% rostered, he's someone I'm looking at. You have those two running backs at your top five. So do I. After that, our list completely differs. And my list was with the intention of using these players in the championship if you need to. I'm sure you did the same thing. Yes. But I will tell you right now, I find far more value in Nick Mullins as a fantasy option than anybody else in your final uh, three picks. Again, so Nick Mullins, number three for me, mm-hmm. going against the worst defense in the entire league, our own Green Bay Packers, Joe Barry, led defense, Nick Mullins, will be a top seven fantasy quarterback this week because Joe Barry sucks at his job to the point yep. that I can't believe Bryce Young would look at number one overall pick. Not really. Mm-hmm. We told you that as, was going to happen yeah. last week. You know, it's funny. As much as I want the Packers to keep winning and get to the playoffs, of course, um, I was almost thinking like, man, I really kind of hope they blow this because then there's no excuse to fire Joe Barry. If they win, they'll still ha- they'll hang on. I mean, he's gone at the end of the year regardless, right? But uh, And maybe, you know, they're trying to send a message to the next coordinator they want to hire by uh, not firing him midseason. Anyway, absolutely insane. I agree with you. And um, I actually have a Viking at number three on my list, and that Viking is uh, K.J. Osborne here. You know, we're, we're, it's still wide receiver number two to um, – to Jefferson, of course, um, but Jordan Addison left the game. He's week to week with an ankle sprain, so we'll see. You know, we'll see how that goes. I wouldn't expect to see him, even though this is a very high stakes game for the Vikings. T.J. Hawkinson also left the game and did not come back here. I didn't actually look up to see any follow up on Hawkinson. I think his but is more ca- serious. His I think his, Hawkinson and Addison's injury is serious. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, okay, Hawkinson has a knee injury, and the outlook is not good. Uh, Addison uh, is not quite as serious with an ankle injury, but still a decent chance he misses the game here. So right now we're going down the uh, we're going down the roster here, and I mean KJ Osborne isn't necessarily a world beater. Um, I, I I took an L on one early in the preseason by wanting to get more shares of him than Addison because I think they I thought they were going to give Addison the rookie treatment. Of course, Addison was so good that they could not do that. And KJ Osborne, um, you know, fell down to wide receiver three on the depth chart, but he ended up getting his first touchdown since week three um, last week uh, or on Sunday. I mean, I, the days are all screwed up for me. It's, still, yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. Still, but, you know, in the end, we're still coming off Monday Night Football. Uh, he had seven targets, 95 yards. I mean, this is uh, this is all serious. And he gets the Packers who, you know, they say 17th against receivers in PPR formats. But, uh, well, you know, what did Chris Godwin have to say about that, you know? Um, anyway, uh, not that Osborne is the same type of wide receiver here, but Osborne is somebody that I would actually, you know, I'd pick up and I'd consider, uh, I'd consider a flex. And in three wide receiver leagues, he is absolutely a startable option. You know, I had been floating between – Dontavion Wicks and Elijah Moore as like a wide receiver three in one league. Surprised, you know, I got as far as I did here, but I'd be I'd pick up um, Osborne and start him over any of those. All right, so just to play this out, because people are like, all right, Joe, why would you recommend Nick Mullins among your top five list? I'm playing, and I will, I will play him this week if I need to. I will play Nick Mullins over Tua 
against the Ravens defense this week. And I will play uh, Nick Mullins over Kyler Murray, who plays the Eagles defense this week. And and maybe the Kyler Murray one's a little bit different because the Eagles defense isn't like all that good. Obviously, we saw Tyrod Taylor uh, do pretty well in the second half. And overall, the Eagles defense has been tough. But I'm I'm playing Nick Mullins in a lot of those. I'll play Nick Mullins over Jared Goff against the uh, Cowboys defense this week. There's at least three possible starters that I would consider having Nick Mullins play over. That's the confidence I have in Joe Barry being one of the worst coordinators of all time, and certainly at defense. Uh, I think Nick Mullins, even if he's throwing to you, Jake, will be able to put up 250 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my uh, my forty time begs to differ there, but uh, no, that's fair enough. I thought about throwing uh, a quarterback in there. That actually wasn't the first one I thought of, but um, but you know what? Given that uh, the Packers, you know, just put this in context. Bryce Young, terrible all season long, um, has a great game against the Packers. Tommy DeVito, who just got benched last week for the return of Tyrod Taylor, was offensive player of the week when he played the Packers here. So it doesn't matter how banged up his Mayfield. weapons are. Baker yeah, Mayfield, yeah. Don't forget about Ma- don't good. forget yeah. about Maker Mayfield. I was at that game. I tried to I tried to block that out from my memory. But in <laughs> but in any case, even though yes, the name is Nick Mullins, I, I do agree with you that he should be moved up surprisingly higher than you would expect on the quarterback rankings. Now I don't know if I would agree with you and sit someone like Tua for a, a Nick Mullins. I don't think I can bring myself to do that. But I do see where you're coming from, and I understand why it is the way that it is. Yeah, no, I it's the Kyler Murray one. Maybe I, I'll, I'll go back on, but I will play Nick Mullins over Tua this week when he cha- uh, faces that Ravens defense that made MVP pro- uh, yep. favorite Brock Purdy look like the Mister Relevant mm-hmm. that he was. Now, now uh, there's a good chance in two quarterback leagues that uh, Mullins is rostered at this point, right? But maybe right. not because people were dropping out and maybe not making pickups here. Uh, two quarterback leagues, you, you, he's the number one waiver wire pickup, right? If yeah, you throw, you over throw Gardner Minshew, he plays the yeah. Saints this week. Uh, a lot of those other instances, too, like even yeah. Derek Carr. Yeah, I've got a whole list of uh, quarterback streamers that we can, yeah, yeah, that we can definitely get to when we get to that part. But uh, you know, just to put some context of where that is, I'm actually going to look. I, I have a third place game in a two quarterback league. I'm going to make sure Mullins is not. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm really dialed into my multiple third place leagues. Uh, it's it's still an entry fee. Pay, uh, you win your money back, so yes. I mean, you know whatever. <laughs> I, I started Taylor Heineke in that league. I, I also yeah. lost by 0.02 points on a Lamar Jackson kneel down. So um, that's my bad beat, beat of, the, of the week. <laughs> that's why I'm in the third place game here. I, I had the superior team. But anyway, moving on with the countdown because I don't want to dwell on that. My number four pickup, uh, 44% rostered, so definitely a little bit on the high side. Uh, that is Rashid Shahid of the Saints. Uh, we know Michael Thomas is ruled out for week 17. That news kind of just broke right before the show here. And, uh, I'm surprised Shahid, he's going to play it all rest of the season. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I doubt it. I mean, maybe if they make the playoffs, which they're uh, totally uh, within striking distance of. But no, Shahid was, um, he he's someone that, of course, he scores the touchdown, right? So it looks a lot better. What I'm looking at is the nine targets and a little bit of return wild card upside here. Uh, Shahid is somebody that I'm more likely to start um, if I'm projected to be down a lot because I'm going for ceiling and not floor. You know, he's a big play guy. He could get one or multiple big plays. Um, and they have a uh, what I believe is a very good matchup here at, at Tampa Bay. So, one, weather shouldn't be too bad of a factor there. I know we're starting to look for that this time of year. And also Tampa Bay's 29 against opposing wide receivers in PPR formats here. Rashid Shahid is a very startable championship week, uh, especially if you're looking to, uh, you know, boomer bust play he is a boomer bust bust he could get four fantasy points he could get 30 fantasy points you know there's a lot there's a lot of range that could happen here last week i believe it was 18 and a half ppr points and i am pretty damn happy with that uh, as a wide receiver three reflex 
Better than Cortland Sutton, who left that for two plays and cost me at least one game, so that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, not that I was going to win the stake league, but I'm not bitter whatsoever. Uh, okay, so number four makes sense for you with Rashid Shahid. I probably would not be playing Shahid in a championship final. That's that's a little bit too close uh, for comfort, at least for me. I will, however, play the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, which makes the number five list for me. They are going against the Carolina Panthers. Panther fans, I understand your optimism. Your number one overall pick finally looked good for the first time in his entire career. Thank you, Joe Barry. You send him Christmas cards. You send him all the cookies. Send him to Lambeau because that's why he looked good. I promise you it isn't because your offense or your quarterback's finally turning things around. And Jacksonville, despite how bad their secondary is, they will make mincemeat of an otherwise uh, bad team in Carolina. Jacksonville makes my top five list, and I think they are a pickup this week if you are streaming defenses. Uh, and it's worth noting again. Yep. And on that note, the, the top five list, you're looking people, for guys who mm-hmm. want to play. Exactly. On that note, people are going to look uh, you know, all over the place and pick up DJ Shark after his monster week against the Packers because he's only 7% rostered. I left him off the list entirely because <laughs> I left him off even the wide receiver section of this because you can't expect a repeat. I mean, Godwin went back to his normal self with 10 points. Every Tommy DeVito crashed right back down to earth after they played the Packers. You can't do a one-and-done pickup after uh, what a player looks like in Green Bay because they're just going to look like an all-star. Um, so, yeah, yeah. in that case, I see where you're going uh, with the Jaguars' defense. Uh, I, I believe that was, just to spoil some of the later show here, I believe that was Payne's pick. Uh, and He put a stat in his waiver wire column on Rotowire today that said uh, Brees, or Bryce Young has not uh, surpassed 12 fantasy points in any of his last four road games. Something along the lines of that. So, uh, mm. And, of course, this game is on the road here, so we're definitely going there. Um, uh, real quick, we... I'll answer a lot of these start set questions at the end, but this one makes sense because we're talking about they have the Buffalo defense and the Jacksonville defense. The Bills play the Patriots this week in Buffalo. Of course, again, Jacksonville against the Panthers. Which one would you prefer to play? I'm going to play the Bills because it's a home team. It's a rivalry game. There are stakes here, and Bailey Zappi and the Patriots suck. And the Patriots beat the Bills earlier this season, so a little bit of a revenge game narrative as well, too. I, I would play the Bills defense, and I do think... Uh, no matter what the spread would be, I'm looking at it right Absolutely. now at, at 12 points. I think the Bills do cover uh, in that. So I, w- I would play the Bills defense, even though Bailey Zappi and the Pats offense has been better. They're competent, but it was Denver, who's not anything yeah. to write home against. Uh, Denver's not anything to write home against. You're right home about, uh, you know, defensively. So, yeah. And then uh, both of our top five ends with Khalil Herbert. And worth mentioning, the Bears faced the Cardinals one of the first times they've been favored over an opponent, I think, in the calendar year at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it makes complete sense as well, too. And we had been bouncing around back and forth. I mean, Khalil Herbert had been uh, kind of a, a not a, a popular um, the fade, per se, but somebody that you had to mm-hmm. consider in that round 7, 8, 9 back he's in certain, August. Yeah. And he's certainly it, somebody that I got some shares of. Herbert on your team and then not at all. Yeah, I mean Herbert spent all that. He spent some time on IR, I believe, earlier this yeah. year, which allowed you know Roshan Johnson and most notably Deontay Foreman to get comfortable in that Bears offense. And then it got to be a point where it's you know Herbert's the one. Obviously, he's number five on this pickup list that I feel the most shaky about. You're going to need to see what happens over the course of the week. We didn't get any information. Deontay Foreman missed Sunday's game, was inactive due to a personal matter. Um, and, yeah, I know nothing. Maybe Bears rumors people out there might. But it was Khalil Herbert who had uh, 21 touches in that game, 20 carries. He was the dominant one, and it's actually a favorable projected game flow for him this week. Um, if Foreman ends up being back and being okay and there's no uh, – you know, there's there's nothing that prevents him from suiting up, then I'm most definitely probably taking Herbert off this list and examining further. But for now, it's – uh. Herbert's number five for me, and you could flex him in the absence of Foreman. 
Yeah. Okay. So real quick rundown. Both of us have Clyde Edwards-Lair among our top five overall pickups. Justice Hill also near the top five. We differ uh, on strategy-wise for the other ones. You had mentioned yep. K.J. Osborne, of course, going against Joe Barry. Rashid Shahid, uh, an interesting pickup this week as well, too, for the Saints. We liked Khalil Herbert. If you are in the Nina streaming quarterbacks, Nick Mullins makes total sense. I will play him over Tua this week. Jared Goff, Kyler Murray, kind of in that same vein. That's how bad Joe Barry's defense is. And then Streaming defenses, Jacksonville can do a lot worse against the Panthers team that has struggled against every other opponent save for the Packers who narrowly won uh, on Sunday. I want to get a, a word from our sponsors real quick, Blue Wire, and then we'll come back with those running backs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, we're back. And again, talking running backs, we have mentioned Edward Solaire, Justice Hill. I don't think we need to go over them much further. Neither do we need mm-hmm. Will Herbert. There is one other guy in, I guess, deeper formats that you could maybe consider out of the commander's backfield. 
Yeah, so the only other note I had besides, you know, uh, Edward Zolaire, Justice Hill, Kill Herbert, um, you know, if you're live right now, rewind to the beginning and you get our full explanation for why those three guys are, are worth it. I wrote down, now Chris Rodriguez is in a rock, walking boot, right? He ended up with 19 points and half PPR, looked really good. Um, you know, Brian Robinson missed the second straight game for the Commanders. Um so you look at this backfield if you need someone who's going to get touches. And, you know, San Francisco's a good defense just because Lamar and the Ravens made them look bad uh, by capitalizing on a short field with four Brock Purdy interceptions. Doesn't mean that the commanders, of all people, are going to do the same here. But Antonio Gibson, 63% rostered. If you end up, um, you know, without if they end up without Rodriguez and Robinson, I would certainly take a look at Antonio Gibson. He can work his way into the flex conversation. Yeah, and I had thought about Derek Gore, a former Chiefs guy. That's where we're at right now with the commander's backfield. But that match against the Niners, not all that attractive. Like, if yep. it's Brian Robinson, I'll play him. I don't know if I'd even go down to any other level at number three or four backs, if that's the case. I mean, yeah, like I said, Antonio Gibson's emergency flex, who's maybe on the level of Khalil Herbert if, you know, all these things fall into place, right? Yeah. Um, let's let's hit the receivers and then we'll get some more uh, sponsor reads because the receivers a bit it's a bit difficult. We had talked about Dontavian Wicks last week. Well, he got banged up. We know Christian Watson didn't play. Jaden Reed didn't play either. Is there some interest at all in the Packers receivers, depending on how things break out this coming Sunday? Yeah, so obviously the first one I wrote down was Romeo Dobbs. Right, he's fifty seven percent rostered. He has disappointed this year i mean there's no other quite real way to put that he is it's statistically he's been okay but game to game he's not someone you can rely on on a week-to-week basis so a lot of people actually ended up cut cutting dobbs because dobbs was a popular late round sleeper everyone talked about the love dobbs chemistry we saw it a little bit early on and then of course you know when watson's back and healthy when Jaden reed starts emerging that just meant less touchdowns less targets for dobbs um so dobbs is down to 57 percent rostered but like you said uh, Christian Watson has a hamstring injury. Who the heck knows? Uh, Dontavion Wicks, at least, you know, as one of our top pickups last week, at least he got us a touchdown before heading for the locker room due to a chest injury. Jaden Reed, of course, didn't even play due to toe and chest injuries. So we're getting uh, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. And uh, Tucker Craft will mention later, he's an interesting option at tight end if you have to do that. Um, but, you know, Romeo Dobbs is the uh, is the number one you want to look at uh, with the Packers. Now I know that we had a pretty decent game out of um, what they sent him back to the practice squad, Melton. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's Bo Melton, Bo Melton former Seahawks guy, but yeah, yeah he's okay. uh, bounced between them. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, they'll sign him back uh, from the practice squad. Melton had a better, he had more looks than uh, Malik Heath and Samari Toure. I think it's because he's a burner. He just runs a really fast forty, and mm-hmm. um, and the hands seem to look okay. But, man, you know, you're really not doing that in the fantasy championship game. Really, the only option that I'm looking at is um, Dobbs. And I guess I guess if you know that Wicks and Reed, or I'm sorry, if you know that Watson and Reed are both out, you can look at Wicks. If you know that uh, Wicks and Watson are both out, you can look at Reed. But uh, Dobbs is the only name I'm really typing and, and starting outside of, uh, you know, again, a very specific set of circumstances. So there's some strategy to this. If you're in a redraft league, the Vikings and Packers are the very last game of the week 17 slate. They play Sunday night. There's no Monday night games. They play Sunday night. I would anticipate Christian Watson is going to play. Remember, this was supposed to be a hamstring injury that was not as serious as the previous one that kept him out three games. Mm -hmm. So if you're assuming Watson's going to play, he was listed as doubtful, ultimately didn't play. That changes a bit of the element. Jaden Reed was a game time decision before being ruled out as well. Jaden Reed has fought through a number of injuries, whether it be the toe, chest, whatever else. 
I could see both Jaden Reed and Christian Watson suiting up in a win and you're in potentially scenario against the Vikings in Minnesota. So if it's both those guys, no matter what Dante Van Wicks, if his health is there, then I'm not playing Romeo Dobbs. But I could see a scenario where you're having Dobbs, Wicks, and Reed on your roster saying, I'm going to play one of them if the other one doesn't go, if the one's other one's not active. So like mm-hmm. you, you could do this with your roster now, which is essentially yep. the final week of the season for a lot of folks. Like that's, yeah. that's I mean, totally fine. If, to stack been, Packer guys. if you've been cycling quarterbacks, you can go ahead and cut the one that you're not going to start. Same thing with defenses. Yep. Um, you know, all of that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. You definitely have to do this schematically, and it is a good matchup. And you could protect yourself with KJ Osborne, who is in your top five list because he's in mm-hmm. that same matchup. Like that's, I think you're playing at least one of the secondary receivers. Yeah, either from the Vikings. I mean, or all, all things all things considered, I think I'd rank KJ Osborne over pretty much anyone on. It would Packers. depend on the Packers receivers injuries break out. Like if yeah, it's exactly. number one overall Dobbs and then Bo Melton, I think I might have Dobbs ahead of him. Yeah. But like if you don't want to worry about it, just and you can get Osborne, just get Osborne because I trust him more than even like a Jaden Reed. In in a, like if if Watson and Wicks don't play and it's Dobbs and Reed, I'd, I'd probably still start up, still lean Osborne over Reed. But now we're starting to go into every possible hypothetical situation here. I think we've laid this out well enough for our listeners that they can uh, make a decision based on uh, how things are going here. There's some other receivers that in, in shallower formats, you could probably consider when you get to the championships. I want to get a word from our sponsors here real quick before we dive into those. Uh, get ready for the big game parties at Circuit Resort and Casino. It's Super Sunday, of course, in Las Vegas this year, which means you can watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects are all there throughout the game. Stag the best seat in the sun with day beds, poolside uh, boxes, cabanas, and more, or touchdown at the world's largest sportsbook, Circus Sports, for the big game bash. You got three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, and stadium-style food. And, of course, don't miss these legendary viewing experiences. Only there on February 11th, the big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. Also, a word from our sponsors, odds are, are you ready to revolutionize your sports betting approach? Begin with a two-week free trial at oddsr.com, where cutting-edge AI technology sharpens your edge in the betting game. Benefit from proven two-year track record, boasting a 60% accuracy rate and impressive 10% return on investment. The odds are AI meticulously shifts and sifts through extensive data to reveal high-value green value plays, guiding you towards smarter betting decisions. And it's not just about the numbers. The Odds Are app is exceptionally user-friendly, crafted to be your go-to betting advisor right at your fingertips. Jumpstart your journey to betting smarter and more successfully. Simply visit the iOS or Google Play Store, download ODDSR app, the Odds Are app, and step into a world of confident betting. Your path to more strategic betting experience starts with the two-week free trial. Download today where smart strategy triumphs over luck. Okay, so let's get to those other receivers, Jake, especially in yep. shallower formats that exactly. you might consider. So, I mean, so just to, to repeat, KJ Osborne and Rashid Shahid both made my top five overall pickups this week. And then I'm going into some guys. There's another tier of guys that I maybe I'd consider starting, starting but there aren't very many. Uh, the availability isn't quite there. Josh Palmer is somewhat interesting at 45% rostered. I believe, uh, I don't know, know off the top of my head, but I think he has a pretty good matchup if I'm remembering this correctly. Yes, uh, 
had to pull it up here real quick it, mm-hmm. against the Broncos. Which oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Broncos against nice. you know we saw them make the Patriots look good last week, right? So uh, we have that. Um, Noah Brown's up to forty seven percent rostered. Uh, he had caught three of his seven targets for thirty eight yards last week. Uh, you know nothing too eye popping there, but that was with Nico Collins back. Both of them get boosted if we can assume that CJ Stroud will be back, and it's a pretty good matchup against Tennessee. So you know I'm looking at Noah Brown. He he'll be startable if Stroud's back. I think. Um, and then the other one that, again, kind of higher rostered, but 54% rostered, seeing a lot of Jerry Judy popping up. I don't love uh, trusting him, but Cortland Sutton's in concussion protocol, and they played the Chargers, Chargers, who I believe are the third worst against opposing wide receivers in PPR formats here. Judy's one of those guys, obviously has the pedigree, just never quite really uh, came to fruition uh, in in this situation here. So, um, you know, they, you know th- that's a bit of an issue, but uh, he'll have the opportunity at least this week. Yeah, uh, and then real quick, Marquise Brown did not play this past week for the Cardinals. I'm not sure if he was placed on injured reserve or not. I didn't see if that note came through, uh, but which led the way for a guy like Greg Dorch to get a touchdown for the Cardinals, but other receivers as well, too, for them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that gets a little tough. I don't like starting uh, relying on guys like that, or, you know, Dorch, Wilson, whoever, and uh, uh, Rondell Moore in uh, Fantasy Championship Leagues, but I guess in the Stake League, I might actually be, uh, I, there's a chance. It, it's, it'll be between Rondell Moore and, and Jameson Williams for me in Stake League here. That, that's how uh, that's how far we've fallen there. But um, So, yeah, there's a situation there. I also threw down uh, Andre Iosivas. I, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, just because he had eight targets, caught four of them for 36 yards. He's basically the new Jamar Chase, you know, obviously Jamar Chase, light, 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 but uh, mm-hmm. he's taking the uh, a similar workload to what Chase was working here. You know, he's dealing with that shoulder injury. I believe the Bengals are pretty close to, if not out of playoff contention already here after getting kind of rocked against Pittsburgh. So, um, you know, maybe we don't see Chase back and, and Andre Yosivas, uh, you know, can bring something to the table here. But again, this is a long shot here. You know, the, uh, the Dorches, the Osivas, uh, I'm not really starting them, you know, uh, you know, after we get past Dobbs, Osborne, Shahid, I'm probably not starting anyone, you know, and then, and then the next tier is Palmer Brown, uh, Judy, but that you're getting pretty desperate again here. I, I wanted to make a good cutoff. I could talk about, you know, there's no point in going, uh, you know, watching all these targets and snap counts and trying to project future weeks. Cause it's do or die right now. It's a super bowl as many say here. So, uh, that's kind of where I cut the list off. Uh, and I had Nick Mullins on my top five list at number three. If you need to stream quarterback, somebody was asking Mullins is on waivers. Would you play him over Geno Smith uh, or Trevor Lawrence? You know, Smith has the Steelers defense this week. And Lawrence has that right shoulder sprain, had the concussion, had the ankle injury. I would be legitimately surprised if Lawrence plays this week. So would you play Nick Mullins against uh, the Packers or Geno Smith against that Steelers defense? I'd play him over Geno, but if Lawrence is back, I still play Lawrence even if he's banged up. Okay. I, I'm I'm just nervous. I, I think it's going to be a tricky spot for Jacksonville to throw out their franchise quarterback, but it is against the Panthers' defense. I would agree. If they think Lawrence is healthy enough and can throw despite concussion, uh, shoulder sprain, ankle injury, fine. I, I guess that Panthers' defense is vulnerable to the point. And I think J.C. Horn got injured in that Packers' win as well, so I'm not, I'm not positive what his stats would be. But I would play Mullins over Geno Smith. Um, and he is, again, a streaming candidate. You said you liked a different quarterback more than Nick Mullins. I can't believe that's possible. But oh, who is it? Yeah, I mean, I, I bolded one, and then I threw um, – what did I put on here? Uh, Taylor Heineke against the Bears is interesting. Um, hmm. But you know what? Now that I think about it, um, 
Mullen's probably the better play. T- Taylor Heineke is still interesting. Uh, I mean, Derek Carr has hurt me over and over and over again, but he also has a good matchup. He's only 39% rostered. They play at Tampa Bay. I'm not super, uh, as far as the other streamers that I have on this list, not really interested in Jake Browning at Kansas City. Joe Flacco is uh, home, but against the Jets, as no matter how good Joe Revenge Flacco. Game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No matter how good Joe Flacco uh, looks, um, it, it'll be tougher against the Jets. Now, with that being said, I don't think you can start. Amari, I don't think you can bench Amari Cooper. I forget who it was, but I saw someone asking about benching Amari yeah, Cooper. Yeah, you're you're playing chat. Amari Cooper. Yeah, you're yeah. still playing Amari Cooper. You just don't have to necessarily play uh, Joe Flacco in that situation. I mean, Gardner Minshew, thirty-one percent against the Raiders. Bryce Young, twelve percent against Jacksonville. That's a you know false flag right there. So you're looking at Mullins. Um, you're looking at Taylor Heineke possibly, and you're looking at uh, you know Derek Carr as your as your possible streaming options. Um, I guess from tight end, we had mentioned Tucker Craft. Now, and I'll continue to say I think he'll be another great option, no matter who is injured or who's uh, available for the Packers against the Vikings this week. He's been he's been really consistent. Uh, I think at full point PPR, he's at least eight points in the last four of the five weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, he's uh, he's he's certainly out there, and he's certainly giving it his all. Um, he likes attempting and failing to hurdle people, <laughs> but, uh, you know, which is a little bit of nonsense. I don't understand why anybody tries to leave their feet in the national football league. You can get away with that at, you know, at, at lower levels, but maybe not here in any case. Um, uh, no, Tucker Craft still very, very much in play. He's at Minnesota this week. I wrote down Chiyo Conquo because he looked like he, uh, he he looked like kind of his old self against uh, Tannehill. He looked like the guy that a lot of people were drafting, maybe a little bit too high uh, this season here. Uh, six catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. There's all six of his targets. He's only 32% rostered. And then I want to go to you for uh, the Chargers tight end here. Gerald Everett is only 42% rostered. He seems to be one of the favorites of Easton Stick. He was targeted eight times and caught seven mm-hmm. of them, ended up with only 42 yards and of course they are at denver this week dead last against opposing tight ends here so i actually between you know tucker craft chigi lead, leads up to gerald Everett because i think i might rank everett above craft but it's really tough i would play craft over everett because I, I know i know there's a consistency factor with craft within that offense and i would assume even though musgrave was practicing last week i don't i don't think he plays this yeah week. i mean the if way we were... comes back and plays part of the part of the appeal yeah. of craft is a very very high snap count he's out on the field you know upper 90 percent of snaps ever since you know musgrave went down if that even if if that goes down to even 20 percent, then your ceiling's uh, a little bit shot here so a lacerated kidney is supposed to keep you out the entire season so that musgrave is practicing I, I just don't see him taking contact. So I'm assuming Kraft is going to get the full complement of the workload. With the Chargers, I don't know if you caught this, Donald Parham was a healthy and active uh, Saturday whenever they played. So that was weird. This is a new coaching staff, right? Brandon Staley was fired after that Raiders uh, game. So now we're looking at what this team is doing for the last, final three weeks of the season. That Parham was a healthy and active. That's, that's well, it's troubling from a decision-making perspective. But I think that that does lead credence to that Gerald Everett could be fantasy relevant. I still would have Kraft over him because there's a game plan where you could have Palmer get 12 targets and uh, Alex Erickson, a uh, former Badger guy who's now 31 years old, has gotten, uh, I think, like 15 targets over the past three weeks. I mean, the Chargers are doing dumb things consistently. It makes me nervous to say Everett's going to be the smart choice and, and relied upon. Uh, I would rather have Kraft just as a safer call. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fine with me. Um, but yeah, I just uh, was seeing a pattern and thought I'd put it out there and you're not going to get a matchup that's any better than that. Uh, somebody was asking in the chat from a streaming defense perspective, well, I like Jacksonville, of course, they go against Bryson and the Panthers this week. He's saying Colts defense versus the Raiders. Raiders have looked pretty darn gamey with Antonio Pierce now. 
Rams defense against Tyrod Taylor or DeVito, I would assume Taylor, or Seahawks against Mason Rudolph, who has been confirmed will be the starter for the Steelers this week. I mean, as somebody that I got cute last week, I decided I was going to stream the Bengals against Mason Rudolph and uh, over 49ers because I, I have Lamar Jackson, right? And I didn't want to play the defense and the quarterback. And, you know, anyway, um, that, that ended up costing me a championship berth. So I'm less inclined to get cute on streaming defenses here in the championship. Uh, you know, there are a couple defenses that maybe you just leave in uh, for much of uh, for the entire playoffs, despite of matchups. But um, in this case, out of those three to pick, um, the only one I really put on my list and bolded uh, was the Rams. Um, now, again, they're on the road. Um, I just, that Giants offense is not good anyway. You cut it here. And uh, whether it's Danny DeVito or Tyrod Taylor, I don't think that they have the weapons to score a lot of points. I'd imagine that'll be one of the lower over-unders. And um, yeah, so I'd go the Rams out of that group. Yeah, and I was uh, surprised with how Rudolph played against the Bengals. That would have been my call last week. But the way that shook out and how he was able to just hit George Pickens and Pickens is making plays, it makes me a little bit anxious. Whereas I feel confident no matter that Tyrod Taylor is better than DeVito, and he is. Uh, the Rams defense is going to make make work of that offense because they have so few weapons overall. So I, I would agree. I go with the Rams defense. Anybody else from a defensive streaming perspective before we go over some questions? Yeah, I mean, obviously, just to reiterate, I mean, you had Jacksonville as their your number four uh, overall pickup this week. They're forty two percent rostered on Yahoo, um, and they're at home against Carolina. Um, if you catching up with us just now, uh, I, I said it a Kevin Payne un, uh, uncovered stat here from his waiver wire column where uh, Bryce Young has had twelve fantasy points or less in four straight road games here. Nobody will make Bryce Young look as good as the Packers did. So just keep that in mind, every. Everybody. Um, and you're looking as far as like if I, I sorted all the Yahoo options that were under 50% rostered and Jacksonville was the best one there uh, by a mile here. Um, Houston mildly interesting because they're at home and they're at Tennessee and the offense hasn't looked great. But Derrick Henry carves up the Texans. I don't think I want to uh, I, I don't want to mess with that here. Uh, you know, and, and Seattle, too. Again, a home team, low over under game. Um, who knows about weather quite yet, but Seattle 24% versus Pittsburgh. Though, like I said, I bolded and I ranked the Rams defense at the Giants. Even though they're on the road, I ranked them ahead of Seattle, definitely ahead of Houston here. So it's really only Jacksonville and the Rams as far as the under 50% defenses that I'm looking to stream. Um, a couple of user questions here before we end a bit early here for the show. So the defense they are playing typically is the Eagles or Ravens. If he starts the Eagles, do you sit James Conner? This is the question you had with Lamar Jackson uh, against that Niners defense. They can start Gus the Bus instead, or you know, or Jalen Warren or Ty Chandler, or should they sit the Ravens defense, which again has the Dolphins uh, going against them this week? Um, okay, so I'm going to start the Eagles defense, and I'm going to sit Conner not because you're playing, um, <laughs> not because he's playing against the Eagles defense, but because. Gus Edwards is the goal line back and is solid. And um, Chandler, Chandler, even though he's got the Packers, big time Siv. Um, have we heard anything about Madison coming back? Madison played minute? last week. He was active last week, oh. but didn't do a whole lot. It, that, that, like they had intentionally yeah. only used him for a few snaps. So I am I'm starting Gus Edwards over Connor, I think, regardless of that defense factor, right? So uh, Eagles defense, Gus Edwards. Yeah, Madison had just two carries for one yard despite being active. I'm I'm going opposite of you, so I don't know if it's going to help Jay uh, Jay Red, unfortunately. But I I would play, I would play James Conner. I think that Eagles run defense obviously is better than their pass, but James Conner is utilized to a certain extent, no matter what. And he's had touchdowns against the Niners and other teams as well. Conner is an automatic play for me. 
I would go down to Jacksonville or the or, or some of these other defenses we talked about instead. I would not play either the Eagles or the Ravens this week. If you need to only play one of those two, I would play the Eagles instead and not worry about James Conner. I'm yeah. legitimately scared that two in that Dolphins deep, um, offense, I should say, mm-hmm. is going to you know score enough points. And I don't think they're going to force turnovers like they did against Brock Purdy. I just don't think that happens two consecutive weeks. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I, I will say that it's not necessarily a death sentence to start your defense that's playing one of your guys. Both can be productive. It, it can. I, I, yeah, I'm not scared off by that typically, and I just want to be clear that that's. I, I would go. I would go James Conner and another defense, but if I need to, James Conner and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so they're in the Super Bowl as as most people are at this point. So they have Olave, Pickens, Jefferson, Godwin. You have to basically bench one if I'm understanding the question correctly, because you can start all three. Uh, and then oh, so he, one of them being a he flex. has two receivers and one flex to fill. Um, yes. <laughs> as funny as this is, uh, I am Jefferson's not... an obvious one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Jefferson's a lock. We know that, right? Yep. I also think Olave is a lock. Um, I I would too. Yeah. Yeah. Olave is a lock to me. Yeah. Week. Because um, so those two are in. So it comes down to Pickens or Godwin here. Um, man. So I know it's going to sound crazy after what he did this week. Uh, but I'm I'm sitting Pickens and playing Godwin. Godwin is getting you a solid ten points a week, no matter what. And um, Pickens is he's been single digits more often than double digits. And this is talking full PPR here, right? Yes, he had a great game with Mason Rudolph last week. You know, he got one of those slants that ended up breaking. He broke away and had poor tackling. Got long, uh, a deep bomb too. That was a great yeah, throw. yeah. I mean, then that was yeah deep in their own territory here. Uh, yeah, so Pickens went off and had a good game, but I don't think I would overreact to that. It's going to be very, very tough after seeing those thirty-five points on your bench. And congratulations for making it this far with those thirty-five points on your bench. But I am not. Um, you know, just like we were saying with uh, you know with Bryce Young, and yep. you can't overreact to one week here. Um, this offense no, and is not going to play as well as they did last week against the Bengals. Against the Bengals defense, that was frankly overmatched and uh, and undermanned. Saints as well. Remember, do pretty do pretty good against Mike Evans. Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Evans over the over the years has been a pretty good battle, and Chris Godwin has been able to pick up the slack in that in that a, uh, absence of Mike Evans. So I I agree. Initially I thought for sure George Pickens, Rudolph is unlocked something. I think you go the safer route knowing that Godwin's going to have a floor that is totally fine and Pickens for most of the season has not been able to do that. So mm-hmm. next question somebody asked they picked uh Joe Flacco and Mayfield in uh in a couple of leagues with Dak Prescott struggling. Do you play Flacco or Mayfield again? Mayfield against the Saints uh, and then Flacco against the Jets. I would play Nick Mullins over both those guys, but would, <laughs> in this instance, would you play both of those? I, over uh, I So I would not play Flacco. I'd cut him no, for I'm, to make no. your roster better. Uh, he's playing yeah. the Jets. You don't want that. Um, Mayfield's interesting, but I'd just go play Dak. Did you cut Dak? I mean, go play Dak. Like you say, he had a bad week People last week. People get weird about this. He wasn't. He wasn't a low. Uh, I mean, he wasn't. You know, a complete and total disappointment like he was the week before. He had 253 yards, two touchdowns, and 25 rushing yards here. And then, of course, Dak is uh, playing the Lions, who are 29th against opposing quarterbacks here. Exactly. We don't need to overthink this one. I would actually cut both Flacco and Mayfield and pick up some of our top five guys. Um, to make sure other other opponents you just you know Bogart good players make your roster as, as best as you can and throw Dak out there uh, for the championship game because he could find themselves in the shootout against the Lions here. This is going to be one of the biggest fantasy games. I mean, how many Amonra Laporta, Ceedee Lamb 
people are alive in the playoffs right now, you know, because uh, those those are some of the fantasy MVPs right behind McCaffrey. I mean, uh, it's going to be a huge fantasy game, and there's going to be a lot of scoring back and forth like the people want. And, uh, yeah, the people are definitely going to get it. The Cowboys are at home, too. I don't know. I don't know why we're trying to shove Dak out of the lineup. Yes, he had a dud two weeks ago, but last week wasn't a bad game by any means. I mean, 19 fantasy points isn't killing you. So, I, yeah, I just I don't see why we're trying to shove Dak out. I mean, Dak is still a possible MVP candidate here. I, I mean, if we think Purdy threw himself out of it last night, uh, Lamar is in there. Lamar and Dak are very much uh, you know neck and neck here um, because, let's, let's face it, it's a quarterback award. I mean, yeah, we're not benching Dak. Let's, let's just get that clear. Like I understand, he's been disappointing. They haven't played the Lions' defense in the past two weeks. That there's there's the biggest yeah. difference. So yes, yeah, D- Dak is going to be like for for a lot of people ranking. You know, Jeff Erickson does the weekly rankings. He might be quarterback one fantasy wise this week against this Lions' defense. So yes, I, I'm playing Dak Prescott. It's not close. This one a little bit more tricky. So Justin Fields again against the Falcons' defense. C.J. Stroud theoretically healthy uh, was already doing better concussion symptoms wise on Saturday against the Titans' defense, and then Stafford against the Giants. I know I have one direction, but I think it might be different than yours. What, what would you say out of these? Stafford teams? against the Giants and Stroud against Stroud against the Browns. Um, no, 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 Titans. Oh, Titans. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Last week it was the Browns. Anyway, I messed that one up. Um, I mean, I could see going for the home run play with Collins and Stroud, um, which which it does change things. You have to look at how the rest of your roster is constructed how your opponent's roster is constructed, what the projections look like a little bit. Um, but I'm I'm actually more inclined to break up the pairings because that way uh, one terrible game from an offense doesn't kill you in the title game. Now, granted, that burned me last week when I sat Zay Flowers here on Monday night uh, because, again, Lamar and Flowers, do I really want to put all my eggs in that basket against the Niners on Monday night? Apparently, I didn't know any better. But uh, <laughs> in any case, man, I would... Um, I'm playing Stroud. I don't even think it's – it's not even an equal column thing. I, that Titans pass defense is really bad. Stroud's been electric when he's been healthy. It's not even a debate in my mind. I'm yeah. playing Stroud. I really am. Yeah, I could see that going into a shootout because Derrick Henry is going to have, you know, another career game against the Texans because that's how this, you know, how this No happens. Jeffrey and, Simmons, and, too. Yep. They're stunned and, pass rusher for exactly. the Titans. He's done for Stroud's going to have to step up. Yeah, and step up and score a lot of points. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. If Stroud's back, you, you got to roll Stroud. Uh, although I could see the temptation of uh, – like if you're starting Nico Collins, no matter what, I, would you rank uh, Stafford a close second, or would you put Fields up there? Stafford's definitely close. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Stafford's definitely close, but yeah. it's it's CJ Stroud all the mm-hmm. way. Nick Rico wants us to set his entire lineup for him. We're not talking kicker questions. Oh yeah, I'm not. Right. Gonna, I was like, no. I saw that. Um, I was like, yeah, we're not doing kicker questions. No, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's worthwhile to mention at least because Waddle did get uh, banged up. I assume Waddle's going to play, and I don't think it's going to be much of a question. But if he's out for whatever the reason, yeah, we're doing this on Tuesday. Do you like Jackson Smith and Jay Bo, who has been a favorite of ours on past shows, or Josh Downs with the event that Michael Pittman doesn't play? I think Michael Pittman also plays, so this is not a debate. It's Jalen Model, then JSN, and then cut Josh Downs. But I guess I, I want to be clear if, if you think that's the case or not, too. Yeah, yeah, obviously Waddle's number one. Yeah, and then I'm going JSN over Downs for sure. Yeah. Final question uh, for, again, today's show, a little bit, a little bit shorter due to Boxing Day, which is a very, very appropriate holiday for us. Uh, full PPR. They have Etienne and Hall. Of course, Hall carried everyone uh, this past week. CeeDee Lamb and Puka. Uh, Devante in the flex. So in this instance, they would have Amari Cooper and Jonathan Taylor on the bench. And Amari Cooper, everyone's worried about Sauce Gardner and that Jets defense. Uh, no one is caring about Joe Flacco's revenge game narrative at all. And Jonathan Taylor, who did score a touchdown, Going against the Raiders defense this week, when we watched that 
uh, rushing attack for the Chiefs do pretty good, you know, relatively yeah. speaking. I mean, I remember all the way back to early in the year when the Packers running game without Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon only, you know, had a pretty good game against the Raiders. Yeah, this one for me, um, Devontae might be dead to me. Um, <laughs> he, until he until he reunites with uh, Aaron Rodgers in New York next year, um, but uh, <laughs> I'm flexing Jonathan Taylor. I think that's far and away the move here. Uh, again, good matchup against the Raiders last week. We saw that uh, you know it wasn't it wasn't too much of a concern. You know, no injury. Record. I mean, remember it was a thumb thing anyway, right? So it's not like it's a lower body soft tissue thing we need to worry about. Carry the ball 18 times, scored a touchdown here. Um, Zach Moss still banged up and. Yeah, this one's Jonathan Taylor. I'm flexing him for sure. I'm going a different direction. Uh, and I want to be clear. I'm assuming Trevor Lawrence does not play. We're doing this on Tuesday. He's got a right shoulder sprain among three other injuries. They should not play him. I don't know if they will, but they, they should. So I'm playing. I'm assuming Lawrence does not play. I'm putting JT in my lineup over ETN, who's already struggled anyway because the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars is mind-numbingly dumb with a lot of the things. So JT over ETN, and I'm playing Amari Cooper over Devontae Adams. So I'm getting both those guys in there instead and leaving Devante and ETN on the bench. That's the way I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a real tough one. I mean, again, like I was telling an earlier, uh, uh, you know, listener up here in the chat about Pickens, how, you know, we can't overreact to one week. It's, I mean, Amari Cooper had 52 PPR points uh, last week. So it's really, really tough, but also they're on the road. Uh, it's the jets or are they on the road? I got, I got to double check that. Cause if they're playing on that MetLife turf, that doesn't help. Anybody. Uh, no, I think Cleveland's, I think it's home. It's I guess I home? should, I thought that's what I was looking at. Yeah, yeah, it's at so, home. So here, Thursday night game as well. Yeah, okay, so home Thursday night game. Here's the thing. The Jets are number one against opposing receivers in uh, PPR leagues. And also, you know, whether it's Trevor Simeon or whatever the heck the Jets choose to trot out there, the Browns' defense is going to wreck him and a half at home. Like, it's going to be ugly, right? So the Browns won't necessarily need to pass for the entire game. And also, there's a little bit of anomaly with all those two-point conversions they were going for because uh, Hopkins was out uh, early in that game too. So, um, you know, Amari Cooper had the perfect storm for a career game, a all-time fantasy playoff semifinal game. Yeah. But um, I'm still – I am still, I don't want to sit ETN. I, I, just, I just don't no, – I don't, As somebody I don't that has lost stake league because ETN has completely fallen off, I'm totally fine with it. He, the, the person in the chat saying yeah. against the P- Panthers defense. I, no, I, I think Aaron Jones is really special. Uh, it's the offense coordinator right now for Jacksonville. And no Christian Kirk has really hurt the offense. No Trevor Lawrence will also hurt it too. I think this is a no brainer if Lawrence doesn't mm-hmm. play, but even if Lawrence yeah. is active, so, I'm not playing ETN. I'm, I'm so, going to have Jonathan Taylor. All right. So ETN had six PPR points last week, 9.9 the week before 17.2 the week before against Cleveland. Um, those are all top eight uh, defenses against opposing running backs here. So I don't think it's fair to say that he's completely fallen off um, because he's just had some tough matchups here, and they weren't even complete duds of fantasy games. They're just not what we were used to in the first place. So I am finding a way to get both ETN. So, I mean, basically what it comes down to is uh, ETN, uh, Taylor, or Cooper is, is how this question goes for me. And I think the touches for the running backs are, are safer. Like, look at the – I mean, the rest of this team, you got CD and Puka, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, you have a good team, right? Um, I don't think you need to – I'd stay away from boomer bust guys after that here and take the steady guys. And in this case, the 20 touches, steady guys are JT and ETN. 
Okay. All right. Well, that does it for us in the Tuesday edition of the Rotoware NFL podcast, of course, brought to you by Circus Sports. Next week, it's uh, the Tuxedo Week of sorts. We'll be handing out awards for uh, all the waiver wire periods. We're going to be going through our over-unders at the beginning of the season. I have not looked yet, but I'd imagine we've been failing uh, pretty miserably at those. We'll have to see. Uh, and we'll talk, of course, waiver wire period for those of you who are in bad leagues and have championships next week. But uh, you know, I got, Jake, one, I got one thing to, hear, to sign off on here. Go ahead. A little yeah. bit of breaking news: uh, T.J. Hawkinson torn ACL and MCL. Oh. Um, yeah, so, so so not not good there. So throwing that out there. Um, wow, yeah, it's, it's weird to pivot immediately to talk about who's next on the depth chart. But Josh Oliver, Johnny Munt, Nick Muse. Um, you know, you don't get super excited. Yeah, about Josh Oliver signed the big contract this offseason to be the blocker, but Johnny Munt's been more of the receiving threat in in those instances where he's had to play. I don't I don't know if anybody gets picked up instead, but it goes back to the Tucker Craft uh, conversation or uh, Gerald Everett. I mean, I think both those yep. guys are better mm-hmm. than anybody I'd expect yeah. to fill Munt in. Had a this is where KJ Osborne. Tar- yeah, exactly. Yeah, KJ Osborne becomes my number one guy. I think actually a guy not not over mm-hmm. Ceh per se, but they will use they will Board, use yeah. Osborne as the blocker. And not that he plays tight end, but they're gonna—he's gonna be guaranteed to play no matter if Asin is or yeah. is not active. So I, I mean, actually think that matters. Osborne will see one hundred percent of snaps probably, yes. and uh, it's against the Packers. So anyway, he—he's uh, gonna get into this conversation over some, some. I mean, like man, I'm thinking do a pick up Osborne and start him over Chris Godwin. Like that gets to be uh that gets to be that's, an that's a little one. bit tougher. Yeah, I would pick him up and start him over DeAndre Hopkins, who's been very disappointing for me lately. I would over Hopkins. Like, yeah. It's that yeah, it's that run of yeah. guys that we're starting to think about. So uh, again, full circle. We start off with Osborne at the beginning of the show. We end with Osborne. <laughs> Tough break for TJ Hawkinson, man. He's gonna fall. He he was a top five tight end for next year and He might not leagues. be available that's, for next year. He yeah. might not be exactly. So yeah, man, feel for the guy, but. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, tough one. I, I saw that little bit of breaking news and thought I could squeeze that in. We could help each other or help out our listeners with maybe one more quick pick here and uh, and call it a day. But yeah, next, next week, um, we'll revisit some of our win total over-unders maybe. See if yeah. uh, we made any money there. I haven't even looked at those since the first week. And uh, we'll give away some waiver wire rewards. We'll still start out with the top five. You know, we always like to say... If you're playing week 18, quit the league. Um, but I'm sure there are still people out there. I know stake league still counts for points for us. Um, you know, for you know a lot of money on the line there. So um, yeah, we'll we'll hit you next week with the top five pickups, give away some awards, and uh, and yeah, we'll see where things go from there. Real quick, we've had a, a loyal listener group throughout the entire year. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in, giving mm-hmm. us questions to answer. Hopefully, we haven't led you astray too often. Uh, and it's a privilege for us to do the podcast and help you guys out with a critical thing, which is the wave war. Even though we're, I feel like we're working at times with our hands tied behind our back on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done this now for, I think, five years. And it's yep. it's been a real joy to be able to go over this with you. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we've led you some success. Even uh, again, exactly. we'll talk about those guys at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But thank you. Listen yeah, to your absolutely. Thank you. Even if I make fun of you for kicker uh, uh, questions <laughs> or if I make fun of you for Peyton Hendershot questions. I know some. I know Uncle somewhere out there. But, Uncle uh, Ted. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we appreciate everybody that's tuning in live with us. It makes it a better show. It gives us keeps us on our toes and, and gives us uh, – Real life dilemmas to think about, which I think a lot of fantasy content is lacking. Sometimes, like we can give you a giant list, but you know, if we don't lay out the alternatives, sometimes it becomes very difficult to put it in context. And you guys really help us with that. All right, uh, thanks everyone, and best of luck in your championship matches. The headlines remind us daily: the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine; stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. 
My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.